Welcome into the Leadership Legacy Podcast, where we interview influential leaders, learn the why, and how they turn their passions into progress that set them on the path to leaving their legacy. to episode number 20 of the Leadership Legacy Podcast. I'm sitting here with Brandon Isbell, who is the campus pastor of Church of the Highlands Opelika campus. Brandon, thanks so much for sitting down with me, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for uh, for having me in. Well, Brandon, tell us a little bit about your story. Where did you grow up? Um, what got you to Auburn? Um, well, uh, interestingly enough, I'm the only Auburn fan in my family. Uh, we have a large family, and for some reason, the Lord allowed me to be an Auburn family, uh, Auburn fan. And uh, interestingly enough, we're from Birmingham, my whole family, and um, I think that had a lot to do with the decision to come uh, to Auburn uh, nine years ago. But born and raised in Birmingham, and went to school there, went to college there, met my my wife in college, mm-hmm. and um, and always loved the local church. Always had a heart for. Uh, the local church, serving in the local church. I played drums my whole life, and so when we came to Highlands in 05, uh, after we were married, uh, we both jumped on the dream team, and we, we took Pastor Chris as our senior pastor. We took his um, his challenge of give me one year, mm-hmm. and we did, and we, we jumped in, and we've never been the same. We served. I served on worship team. Amy was in the preschool nursery, and um, in that, uh, we just met different pastors, different leaders, different um, dream teamers at the at the campus who mm-hmm. said, "Hey, man, you, you ever thought about ministry?" And and the answer was no. Obviously, we loved. I was teaching and coaching, and Amy was had the jo- her dream job. And but slowly but surely, just continuing to serve in, at Highlands and give it all we had, mm-hmm. we uh, we jumped in. I was actually on the first. Um, uh, the, the first semester of Highlands College Evening, the inaugural class of That's Highlands awesome. College Evening uh, in 2008. And they just said, hey, we're just going to try this. We've selected about 20 leaders in the church, men and women, who we feel like uh, have a, 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 you know, a, a pastoring gift on their life. Uh, what do you think? I jumped in, and it just bit me. I, I mm-hmm. fell in love with it. I was thinking about it while I was working at my, my job. And... Uh, about that time, they launched the Auburn campus, and I looked at Amy. She looked at me, and, hey, it's not an accident that we're the only Auburn fans in our family, yeah. and um, what do you think about moving down? And uh, no promise of a job, uh, no promise of anything. Just we love this church. Uh, we love the city of Auburn, mm-hmm. and we said, let's do it. So we packed up our U-Haul. She was pregnant with our first child, and blind faith, we just trusted that God was leading us to Auburn. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, just continue to confirm it. We we love it even more now than we ever have. And even in Opelika, we just love the people here. And mm-hmm. we came down, and about a year later, I uh, came on staff as the campus pastor. And a few campuses later, here we are. So that's the short version of our story. But it all started with uh, a kid growing up who loved uh, Auburn football in the city of Auburn, yeah. but had no idea this is where I would end up. Yeah. God has a great sense of humor. <laughs> yes, he does. And, and, and the things that he wants us to do and, and the way that he gets us there. Well, I'm a firm believer, man. If you're, if you're going to pastor in, in a city, you need to you need to have a love for that city. And we, we love the people of Opelika, the people of Auburn. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're just, they're um, this is an amazing, amazing uh, town. 
you've kind of become like a professional professional church planner because mm-hmm. you started the furniture store. Yep, yep. We moved, you moved to the, the building, to the campus. Yep. And now we've got an Opal like a. It's been it's been it's been uh, so fun to be able to, to do something that you really enjoy doing, which is building a team, building yeah. culture, uh, taking Pastor Chris's vision and and carrying it out from city to city. It's been yeah. such a joy, and um, so it's an honor. Let's talk a little bit about your passions because um, uh, we have such an incredible community here. You, I know you love to play golf, and uh, yes. Auburn athletics is a is a is a, you know a big passion of yours. Tell yep. us a little bit about about some of the well, things. Well, um, like. growing up, played sports my whole life: uh-huh. um, football, baseball, love basketball. Got got into golf after we got married, but uh, played sports all through high school, all through college, even some after college, and and just always been. Uh, it's been a great outlet for for me. I love. I love to compete against anything. I, mm-hmm. I love to, whether it's myself or me and you, we'll go out and we'll, I'll compete in anything right now. I don't care uh-huh. what it is. And uh, I just love the, the drive of doing that. And so mm-hmm. golf has definitely tested me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I love golf. I wish I was better than, <laughs> better than, than what I am. Golf but is a cruel I, sport. It is. And I, but I try. I'm, I'm very passionate about getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love to watch it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a my wife and I, we feel like it's so important to have something that you can kind of separate from and do something that kind of fills you up. And uh, as frustrating as it is, it still makes I still enjoy it uh, mm-hmm. to want to continue. And obviously, working out, love the whole fitness side of of just taking care of my body. I think that's yeah. one of the best things a leader can give is his health. Yeah. And I take I take it very seriously. Um, uh, the fitness side and then obviously just being a huge fan of sports in general whether it's Auburn or anything uh, I love to follow it it's just good for me to have those hobbies uh, that I can kind of detach uh, yeah. at some time yeah because I think a lot of people don't realize that as a as a minister as a campus pastor you have a lot of people that are that are looking looking to you for guidance or for for prayer or for wisdom, mm-hmm. and that doesn't just happen on Sundays at church right. or first Wednesdays. Right. Or I mean, it's a it's a it's a it could be a twenty four seven job. Absolutely, and it's and it's amazing the relationships you meet when you kind of get out, of, out when you get out into the community. And I want to meet people, and I want to know people that if you're not careful as a pastor and as a minister, you'll surround yourself with people that are already going to heaven. But what it does is when you get out in the community, you meet people and you find out people that are hurting and, and they just need a friend. They need someone to encourage them or just share with them uh, a Bible verse or a scripture, something that can lift them up. And you find that in the gym, at the golf course, uh, all over the place uh, when you insert yourselves into the lives uh, of people in our community. And I think that's what we're called to do. That's what Jesus said, to be salt and light uh, to this world. And uh, luckily, I, can, I get to do that here in a, in a great city. You mentioned... Amy, so you and your wife are both on Staff Islands. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, she's she's here at the Auburn campus a lot, and, mm-hmm. and you're dealing while well, working on the Opelika campus. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that dynamic, <laughs> working with your spouse. And it's it's our life. Amy is better at me than everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an incredible leader. I told her today, I was like, you know, I. I follow you. Matter of fact, you pretty much leave me half the time anyway. Uh, but she's an incredible woman, um, incredible wife, mom. But she's an exceptional leader. So to have the opportunity to do this together, to watch her lead people and love mm-hmm. people and pastor people, her capacity to lead is extremely mm-hmm. high. And so she gets to do that with the kids uh, here at the Auburn campus. And it's been a, it's been so fun to watch her. Uh, do this together. I mean, it, it really is our life. This place, mm-hmm. Highlands, fuels us. Uh, it's it's finding your passion and, and your your purpose in life, 
and and doing it together. And it is a dream scenario for us to work in the same place, under the same umbrella, if you will, of Highlands, but do something that that fuels us. It makes us better people, better pastors, and better friends, and mm-hmm. better husband and wife, better parents. And uh, and she's got an amazing team that love her. And we just, again, we're, we're Team Izzy. That's, that was my nickname all through sports. And so we say it. It's it's our life. And uh, we, we, we feel very, very privileged uh, to do it together. Well, talking about Highlands and, and, you know, launching a new campus, a lot of times you have you have students that are coming through incredible organizations of, of Highlands College. When you're looking for a staff member that you're going to bring on or or somebody that's going to help take care of a facility, it, mm-hmm. it could be anything. Mm-hmm. What do you look for when you're looking to hire someone to come work, work with you? Great question. Um, there's, there's several things. Um, and we can go, I think it could be a long list yeah. of, of things to, to look for. Um, in, in our world, I mean, obviously your love for God wants to be you just want that to be something that make just someone stands out they just have a love for God a love for people mm-hmm. uh, and you know you want people that have such a great attitude that they just have the joy of the Lord in them when you get around them it just comes out mm-hmm. that it's not something they just turn on when they get to work but they're they're that that person when they go home they just have this this a genuine love for God a love for people a joy and they have excellence on their life. And the way we say it is a great work ethic, a work yeah. ethic that stands out, that you're disciplined um, and you're punctual. Like you come, you actually get here on time and, yeah. and you work um, and, and get the job done. I think uh, practically speaking, when I'm hiring someone, I always call uh, their former boss and ask them, would you hire them back? And that's a great um uh, a great way to find out what what you're what you're working with and what you're dealing with, and I think you know what I love about Highlands College as well is we're training not just with their hands, but we're training their heart to make sure that they have they they have their men and women of in, of integrity of character, and we're training that so that way when they go out into the workforce and go into ministry that they're just they're 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 equipped and they're they're ready to, to go lead and they're ready to be hired yeah. and so those are just a, a few things that we we want to make sure that, that that we look for and assess every time we hire somebody what drives you personally to get up in the morning to come to work every day you know drive I think you, it's synonymous with the word conviction I think you have to have a conviction in your heart mm-hmm. um, that drives you somewhere you know if you really look ahead and find out what it is for me personally it's it's that well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm. I think I long to hear that. And I think in that, we all can place ourselves, it looks differently, we all can place ourselves under that that, that drive of saying, okay, we're, we're, we, wanna, we all want to hear those words yeah. by our Savior. Well done, Tony. Well done, Brandon. And in that, while you're here, you, you want to live for that. You want to have a conviction of being a finisher, I think we use that word a lot. I want to finish well, yeah. and I'm I'm 39. Um, I have a great life, but I, there's so much more ahead that is, that I want to accomplish. And that well done, like I cannot wait to hear those words. Yeah. Well done, Brandon. I gave you a, a little, and you turned it into a lot. I gave you this opportunity, and you did exactly what I asked you to do, and more. You didn't just bury it in the ground. You actually, you, you stewarded it well. I'm so proud, and I can't wait to hear. I want to finish. I want to finish well as a parent. I want to finish well as a husband, as a pastor, as a friend. Um, those things drive me. Now, practically speaking, how does that? How do you play that out? Is I love getting up in the morning and reading my Word. 
I like to get up first and I'd rather sacrifice sleep than sacrifice time with my kids. So I just get up early before they get up and I read my word and and um, and it just allows me to, to to really, really allow that conviction to stay uh, stay driven and, and it's really it's something that, that that drives me every day. Well done. Well yeah. done. I can definitely tell a difference if, if I don't get up and don't read my word. Mm-hmm. My day is my day is shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be something that comes up that I'm not going to be spiritually equipped to handle. Yep. Um, but it's amazing that not saying that getting up and reading reading the word every day is going to make a great day because <laughs> you know over the last couple of weeks it's been you know right. every day I get up and you right. know, then it's a struggle, but it's yeah. a struggle that I know that God's already won. That's right. Um, I think a lot of people, you know just need to have that sense of drive and that sense of priority and i do it i I read my word because i'm so in love with him yeah like he's done so god's done so much for me that i don't even deserve yeah and i don't read my bible to get him to love me more i I read it because i'm so in love with him and i want to i need him i want to i want to i want him to to speak to me i want him to guide me i want him to help me but more importantly i just i want to know him more what principles have helped you personally that have kind of gone over into the ministry? I mean, we've talked about that, you know, throughout this whole, throughout our time yeah. so far, but are there any specific principles yes. um, that kind of jump out to you? Well, there's several. I think um, when, when I gave my heart to Jesus, um, you know, right after, really kind of sold out to him after we got married. And Pastor Chris really, God used him in, a, in an incredible way. Um, to teach me uh, just some of these principles, and I've taken them from him. Uh, my, even my dad taught me some things in, in high school. It's just watching him. He's a godly man. My mom is a mm-hmm. godly woman, and watching them. Uh, my dad taught me uh, that a, a pure heart is better than gold, just to make sure that you guard your heart in every situation mm-hmm. because if a situation doesn't try to, to get inside your heart, God, people will, and they'll hurt you and turn their backs yeah. on you and and backstab you and gossip about you. But God looks at your heart. He doesn't look at how you... He, he looks at what's inside of you and to really guard that. My dad taught me that at a young age. But over time, as I've gained, learned in my faith and walked with the Lord after I got saved and we got married, and Pastor Chris just... One of the principles that opened my eyes, one of the truths, was what he said this past Sunday at church, where Christianity is not Christianity is a relationship, not a religion, mm-hmm. and it just goes back to I, I I I love God, I worship Him, I read about Him, I talk about Him because I love Him. Yeah. Um, one of the things, one of the principles Pastor Chris taught was uh, uh, choices lead, feelings follow. And I'm telling you, man, if the world would just live by that principle alone, this place <laughs> wouldn't be so much better. Yeah. Because we so we make bad decisions when we're hungry, when we're angry, um, when yeah. we're tired, yeah. uh, and it's all those are feelings based. But we have to make the right choices, and then those feelings will follow. So uh, that's a principle that really has just stirred me and driven me. And another one is just every day make make integrity your aim. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be a man of integrity, you have to live a life of integrity, and and so in order to do that, it's it's every day. Just today, I'm gonna I'm gonna make integrity my aim, and um, I'm gonna do the right thing today. I always say leaders do the right thing first, followers do the right thing second, mm-hmm. and I want to lead with integrity, and 
And I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm not going to worry about the next day. Today, I'm going to make decisions based on that. So those are some principles that have guided me. You can throw in relationships there, just the importance of godly relationships in your life, mm-hmm. inviting people in. To We always say, I want an accountability partner, but we, we get offended when people tell us the truth about ourselves. Yeah. I think if you're going to grow and you're going to get better, uh, you got to have people that will just tell you things that sting. And uh, and so I think that's another principle that, that has helped me along the way. There's a word, failure, that a lot of people attach a very negative stigma to. Um, some people will die by that word. Um, what do you think about the word failure? What does it mean to you? That's a great question. Um, we, we were just got in our small group, Growing Kids God's Way and Parenting on Purpose. Pastor Chris recorded the curriculum, and he talks about pain, that mm-hmm. pain is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Pain, is, pain is something that allows you to change, and it's a good thing. Now, our response to pain is dictates everything. I think failure is right there with it. I think failure is a great assessment of where you are. And if you really, failure is not the bad thing. It's my response to failure is what dictates everything. So I think everybody walks through or, or experiences that failure. But it's what do you do when you fail? What do you listen to? Who do you listen to when you fail? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so it's such an important thing. I played sports my whole life. One of those is baseball, and you know you fail seven out of ten times, and you that's pretty successful in, in the baseball world. You know, even football, you can fail and fail and fail, but you've got to turn the page. I love that phrase. We say it all the time in my home with my kids. Hey, let's turn the page. It's time to turn the page. And yeah. I think that's one thing that we. Um, correlate with the word failure is hey when you fall dust yourself off turn the page and move on so it could be a good thing uh, when you respond to it the right way that's that's a great advice a lot of people just will see failure as a as an end and uh, and not learn from it failure failures can birth something it can create something like you can um, the bible talks about david where he would build monuments uh, along the way as he walked uh, with different people, and and I think about failure that way. <laughs> I, even failure can be a monument where where you grew from, something you learned, or where you grew. Mm. You could put it in your marriage. You and your spouse get an argument. It's a terrible argument, but you know what? That argument was the day where you learned how to be a man, or you learn how to apologize, yeah. or you learn how to be humble. You can turn the page and say, you know what? We're going to use that failure to propel us forward to not only never do that again, but be better people. And I think it's how you define that failure that uh, allows you to continue moving forward and fulfill God's call on your life. And so a lot of times we just name those monuments. Amy and I will talk about an argument or something we had, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's where I learned how to keep my mouth shut, you know, or that's where I learned how to humble myself and apologize, or that's where I learned how to give you the benefit of the doubt, or that's where I learned how to give grace a little bit more. I think you use those moments to not hold it against someone or hold it against yourself, but mark it and move forward. What are some of the skills that you've learned over time to help you deal with somebody in the church that maybe is is either angry at something that happened to them or maybe a a leader in the church treated them the wrong way Um, or someone in the city feels like maybe they didn't, they weren't served by the church correctly, you know? how do you, how do you deal how do you deal with that? We we never have any angry members, Tony. You know that. No, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just, <laughs> perfect. People are perfect. No, I, unfortunately, we we have, and I think oftentimes it's just 
we we put expectations on people sometimes that are unhealthy. I always say unspoken expectations are unfair expectations, and oftentimes frustration and anger comes from um, an unhealthy expectation you've placed on someone to fulfill something that was never meant to be fulfilled by them. Gotcha. And we see that a lot in church, especially with church leaders. You expect them to, to do something, and they didn't. All of a sudden, you label them, and you get frustrated, and you get mad, and you say things you shouldn't about a pastor or someone on staff. And to come to find out, you really never told them your expectations. And so I think that's 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 very key. But some of the things we've learned just for dealing with people is it's it's most of the time it's people over policy and you take we take care of people that's what the business we're in we love people and our goal is to help people fulfill the call of God on their life and when you do come across someone that's offended or hurt i tell my team hey own it take a, apologize tell them that's never something that we intended to do we are so sorry we want to make this right and uh, we know we we know you love this place we you love this church you love us and we totally dropped the ball there and then you can just ask questions for example, if someone was in the hospital and we never knew about it because of the size of our church, we always say, does your small group leader know about it? Yeah. And, well, I'm not in a small group. Well, why aren't you in a small group? So I think you just continue to ask mm-hmm. questions. But we, our goal is to take care of people, every person that comes to our church. We know we can't please them, but we want to take care of them and give them an opportunity to be needed and to be known. Yeah. And we do that through small groups and dream team. But... It does happen, but we want to make sure that uh, we don't take it too personal, but we still take responsibility and ownership uh, when something goes wrong. A lot of people look at Church of the Highlands as this massive church, mm-hmm. and physically it is a massive church. There are a lot of people that go here, but like you said, with small groups, you know, when we're when we're dealing with issues with our family, you know, that's the first thing I do. I hit, hit up my small group leader. Yes. Or, you know, yeah. Get a group of guys that, you know, I mean, it's very important to have those relationships mm-hmm. with people. Pastor Chris has told us many times where he's shown up at a hospital before and to see someone in their small group and friends beat him there and actually said he could go home. We've got it. Don't We don't even need you here. And he walks away thinking, that's my church. That's yeah. what we want to do is that we're all pastors. We're all yeah. empowered to pastor people. And I know sometimes they... I have a title of pastor on my name, and you're supposed to be at every hospital visit, every funeral, all those things. But the reality is, as we grow, um, we empower our small group leaders to truly pastor people. And uh, and that's one of the ways that as we grow larger, uh, we, we hope that less and less people uh, get angry. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we've got a great model yes. um, going forward. And uh, I, just, I love this place, and I love what... Highlands yeah, as a as a as a church family, yeah. not just the organization Church of the Highlands, but just the family around us. Yeah. Um, you know, just the love that everybody has for everybody, mm-hmm. and the way that we all can kind of lift each other up. It is genuine, I think. Yes, Pastor Chris, it comes from his heart. He and Miss Tammy, his wife, and their family, they live it, and they they live what they preach, and it's the direct result of of the grace of God on this world, but also just the grace on his life. Uh, the man, Pastor Chris, he prays. I mean, he seeks God. He really, he truly embodies uh, a sincerity, and he's very genuine. He loves people. He doesn't just want to pastor a big church. He wants to take care of every individual. Yeah. And we, and, and and we see the benefits of that. We, that's our heart too, yeah. is to take care of people. Yeah, I mean, that's God's will. And I yeah. think you know, when you're praying and acting 
and you, the wills that we know that God wants us to do by reading mm-hmm. his word and, and the calling on our okay. life, he's going to bless that beyond anything no anybody doubt. could ever imagine. And that's, that's definitely that we're winning lost people to Christ in such mass numbers mm-hmm. at, in our church just because God's got his hand. And right. there are plenty of other great churches that are doing amazing things. And I think, me personally, I think God is doing a massive movement, not only in our city and our state, but all over the country. Yep. And it's just in little pockets. And eventually, That's right. boom, That's gonna, right. there's going to be another revolution. That's right. <laughs> uh, and it's exciting to be a part of yes, it. Yes, it's very, so, very honored. Um, what's been the hardest thing in balancing ministry and personal life? I mean, as, as people, we are ministers, yeah. but the I profession. Yeah, I, I don't think I've perfected that yet. I, I, think, I don't think there is a balance. It's our life. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to say one thing, it's learning to say no. I tell, I tell my team, no is a complete sentence. And mm-hmm. just learning to say no is, uh, is something that I'm learning as well. And it, it allows all those things to, to balance out, if you want to use that word. I'm not even a fan of the word. Uh, it's just, uh, just like anybody. It's, um, it's just you want your life in order. Mm-hmm. And my, my job is different than yours it's just we all have a job god's put us in a place to provide mm-hmm. and to to work hard for our family so it, it is our life we we don't have a home life and a church life we talk about we pray about our church we talk about our church while we're home it's who we are but you know there are things that come up with kids playing sports and things at work but you have to just use discernment and wisdom in the word no and once you say no move on and don't feel guilty uh, prioritize it make sure it's in order and say no and I think that's uh, uh, that's stewarding your time yes. the way that God wants you to absolutely and if I, know, I gotta leave my home first and because I stand before the Lord I'm gonna be responsible for how I live my wife and how I live my home and if I'm allowing things to to take away from my most important ministry which is my roof then I'm gonna I gotta make sure that uh, I have it together, so no helps with that. It's the best book you've read recently. Yeah, I, I took my team through um, a new term. I had never heard of this term, um, but have, are you familiar with the term Enneagram? No. It's the study of you, and it's okay. a guy authored by the name of Ian Cron, I think, uh, C-R-O-N. Okay. Uh, but it's a, a leadership book that is helps you with self-perception, self-awareness, more about the study of you, okay. your blind spots, what people might see in you that you don't see, uh, things that when you're unhealthy with your life, emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. some of the things you might lean towards doing. Uh, it opened my eyes. It also opened me. It showed me how to lead my team better. So I would say... Um, uh, the book Enneagram by Ian Cron. It's this. Uh, I think it's called the Self Discovery of You. Uh, is one of my favorites so far. What's the title of the book that you would that you would write if you were to if you were to look at your journey? Oh your man. Life? Um, how not to? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, 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 could st- <laughs> I could start several how nots. Um, you know, there's. I have some passions. I think. You know, if I ever to, were to write a book, I think you have to look at what you're graced to do. What are some things that people have spoken to you uh, multiple times that have all have a common theme? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I, I love to do is develop people. I, I see things in people they might not see in themselves and mm-hmm. try to help them reach that and get there. Um, it's it's a lens, uh, a leader's lens is what I, I... And I think 
you just see a 10 in people that they might not see, and you help them reach that. And I've, I've prayed for that, and I've asked the Lord to bring me clarity in that, give me vision for that. How can I do that better? It comes from being a coach. I was a, a coach for eight years uh, in sports, and so I would help players reach their full potential and uh, help them constantly see where they can grow, ways they can grow, ways they can get better. That's how my mind works yeah. is um, – and so that's a, something that I really enjoy doing. So I think if I were to write a book, it would be along those lines of seeing the ten in people, helping people accomplish what God put them on this earth to do, develop them into the man of God, the woman of God uh, that he's called them to do. So I'm still putting it together. Uh, but those are some things in my life that people have commented on um, that said, hey, you continue to grow in that because you might have a future in that. So I've just received it. I said, thank you. I've put it before the Lord and say, Lord, if this is a direction you want me to go as far as my strong suit, then give me opportunities to do it. And can, man, he has. Yeah. And so I think if I were to write a book, don't know the title yet, but I think it would go, on, go along the same lines of uh, seeing the 10 and others and helping them get there. What's your advice to someone who feels the call of the ministry? Um, any go-to resources or any kind of advice that you would give somebody? Who- Highlands College. Let's go. Like, start Highlands College. And I think people are in different seasons of their life, but serve the local church. Find a local church that you love. You love the mission. You love the vision. You love the pastor. And go serve. Add value to it. Go join a team and serve it and grow it and add value to it. And just start utilizing what you have in your hands now. And maybe Highlands College will propel you, will allow you to take a huge step. But I think you have to... I'm a local church kid. That's how I think. I love the local church, uh, everything about it. So I would tell someone, God will give you vision when you serve someone else's vision. When you add value to someone else's vision, He'll give you vision for jobs. He'll give you dreams of opportunities for ideas. He's he has them all. He's just looking for people to down to give them in, yeah. impress them in their in their hearts and minds. They're all God's ideas. All these great inventions they all came from God. Um, and, uh, and so I would I would just encourage people. Yes, Highlands College is is a great step. But man serve the local church somewhere and and show up every week if you want to be a greeter show up every every week and greet if you want to work in the preschool nursery show up do it start adding value to someone else's vision again i appreciate your time man i i I know that that y'all are crazy busy we've got an awesome conference coming up this week in Birmingham. Motion conference. Motion. Student conference. Yeah. 17,000 people. Yes. 17,000 yeah. students. It's incredible. Man. Our team, the student teams, Highland Students does just an incredible job, really. of It's excellent. It's an excellent conference. It has the spirit of the house on it as far as our church. Mm-hmm. There's just people, this, these students coming and connecting with God, experiencing God, going back to school in August and September, just ready to make Him known. Yeah. And it's it's phenomenal. It's, it's such a tremendous um, tremendous event that I just I look forward to praying praying about every year, and mm-hmm. I'm excited for my kids to be able to uh, to be involved in it next year. Yeah. And um, uh, it's just so important to make sure that we leave that legacy for the next generation, so that they can continue to pass it on, um, and to learn to have that relationship with God, and to connect in a way that makes them feel like they are they are 
feeling him. They are getting the knowledge from him and, and just experiencing him. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just so amazing. Uh, um, so I do have one last question for you, yeah. and it's, it wraps everything everything around what we've been talking about. And it has to do with legacy. At the end of your life, when it's time to go meet our Father in Heaven, and you get that well done, Brandon. Mm-hmm. When you look back on your family and your kids and the community here and the community in Auburn and Opelika and just the, the world that, that you've been a part of, what do you want them to remember you by and what do you want that legacy to look like? Yeah. That's a great question to end on, by the way. That's yeah. that's awesome. I, th- I think about it often, to be honest with you. I, I want you know, I think about what I want Amy to say. You know, Amy, is, he was a man of his word, mm-hmm. that he lived a life of pursued integrity every day, that he did exactly what he said he was going to do, um, that he served me. He gave me the benefit of the doubt when I didn't probably deserve it. He gave me grace, um, but he loved people. He loved his daughters, that he spoke life into them. He encouraged them. He... he um, he saw the tin in them. He spoke it over them. Um, I want people to say that he was a man of prayer, that you know, prayer was a huge part of his life. Um, encouraging others. He always, I, whether it's four seconds or four minutes in a conversation, I want people to walk away. And, man, I, I feel better. Talk, you know, I think yeah. that's, I want to make sure that I encouraged others. Um, and, and as far as my legacy, I think, you know, I want my legacy to be people that I invested in, you know, people like Pastor Wren, who I, he was on my team, and I believe in him, and said, hey, you could be a, a campus pastor, and and I believe in, you know, Lee Martinez, and, and Jason Morgans, and Mark Johnsons, and, um, and, and Blake Cotters, and Kevin Hafners, and, uh, you know, Zach Jones, and, and Taylor Downies, and, and, and all, all these leaders that I, I've had the opportunity to to be a part of their life, man, I, there's nothing more to me than to see them fulfill the call of God on their life and have a small part of yeah. their story of encouraging them into something greater. Yeah. And I think if I do that, uh, I think I'll look back and I'll be like, yep, that's uh, I nailed it, Brandon. You nailed it, Brandon. Good job. That's awesome. Well, Brandon, again, man, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it so My much. My pleasure, man. Always an honor. Hey, this is your host, Tony Oravet of the Leadership Legacy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this past episode. It would mean the world to me if you would go and rate this podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. Show notes and information on today's guest are on leadershiplegacy.show.